Do you feel like something is missing in your marriage? Do you feel disconnected or wish you could go back to the beginning? Dr. Ray and Jean, relationship experts and hosts of the podcast, Couple Synergy, Real Couples, Real Stories, bring you a couple's retreat like no other. At the Couple Synergy Weekend Intensive, you will create the relationship you've always dreamed of with the partner you fell in love with. April 20th through the 23rd at the Lodge at Needle Rock. Limited spots available. Contact them today at couplesynergy.com. He sometimes describes himself as Shrek, I but do the reality, look a bit like Shrek. he's an amazing dancer. It was like a mosh pit. A hippie mosh pit. Like, you know, they'll like end up rubbing off you too long, staring your eyes too long, mosh pit. Like that's, <laughs> that's enough. Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. Everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we welcome Figs and Teal O'Sullivan, who are couples therapists and co-founders of The Empathy Model. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. We're delighted to be here. This is a really wonderful. You guys are in Hawaii, which uh, I'm sure the weather there is beautiful. Indeed. We're a little, uh, we're a little snowy up here in Western Colorado and uh, just a little chilly, a little chilly. Yeah. You guys have and great you, names too. Oh, thank you. Biggs and Teal. Yeah. Can you guys tell us uh, the kind of origin of your names? Well, well, so I've been called Fig since I was four or five years old. My real name is an old Irish name, Fiacra. And oh. even in the in Ireland in the 70s, Fiacra was not a very common name. And so, uh, yeah, I became, you know, the kids started calling me Figs pretty, pretty quickly. That's, that's so. very interesting. Mm -hmm. So my birth name is Ramin, which mm -hmm. is which is Persian. You know, and it's yeah. off of like a Persian king or something like that. Is there a, an origin for or a meaning for your name? Well, you know, it's interesting. Well, you know, growing up in the 70s, the answer was there was no direct English translation. Now the Internet says it means battle king. So I, I go with that, depending on my mood. <laughs> sounds sounds <laughs> very strong. Sounds yeah. like... How it actually exactly. is. But, but you know, <laughs> where the name, I mean, I don't want to like bore everyone, but where the name really comes from, like in Ireland, the equivalent of Fig Newtons is called Fig Rolls. Oh. And there was this ad campaign in the 70s that still really, you know, every, you know, it's a meme that got into the Irish psyche where there was this like, you know, like a cinema, cinema noir detective character and his name was Figs. And so he was always trying to stop Faker Baker working out how do you get the figs inside the fig rolls. 
<laughs> so, so like you know anyway so that like character i was basically named after an ad character it's now it actually sounds really sad <laughs> there you go. remind me not to tell that story stick with battle king <laughs> exactly stick with battle battle king. King. we'll have to um, cut this out of the recording so that the yeah, world that, know. that's not good that's like my favorite treat though fig rolls fig newton oh well you I've yeah. got to, let me, I want yeah. to try the real thing. Let me go back to Ireland. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, and I was going to say, so teal and I just love it. My mom, I'm, I'm always like teal, like your favorite color. Um, you know, a lot of people love this color. And what I love is that my mom, um, my mom moved to Hawaii with me in utero and as a single mom, and she was coming here to study marine botany and biology. And so she, and also a swimmer. So she'd swim out every evening to this windsock, like a serious swimmer. Like she's, she's not like, she's like, whew. and, and every, every night the sky would be this beautiful teal color. And she, I think she did roll, you know, run it by my dad and he was down for it um, over there in California. And I love it. She spelled it with a little extra E at the end. Cause that's how she thought it was spelled. I'm just like, good, good idea, mom. Okay. That, that's a really good uh, name origin story. I like that one. Is that better? Yeah. A little Inspired bit? Inspired by the Hawaiian ocean. That's, wow. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with cookies or. Yeah. yeah no, no. It's oh, really pure, beautiful inspiration. Oh, wow. Well, and I was thinking, what a lovely experience as a baby to be traveling through the ocean every day. That is true. Yeah. yeah just traversing the seas. Yeah. yeah. And you are still an ocean child. I am still a child of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Can we're you guys tell the story of how you met? Yeah, it's so funny. We were just talking about that. Um we were just talking about last night, how we met. Yeah. Our um will I tell it or do you want well, let's start? It's up to you. You you can start. Yeah, I'll add I'll embellish. Right. Um so we met, I used to live at this place called Esalen. I don't know if you're familiar with Esalen, your listeners are listeners are familiar with Esalen. Esalen is um, what what used to be referred to as the as the Harvard as of the human potential movement. It's where Eastern philosophy meets Western psychotherapy, and you know basically all of this like experiential psychotherapy um, started there. And I lived there for a year and a half as part of the community in Big Sur, hot tubs, ocean, people from all over the world. And I was returning with my dad for a seven-day dance workshop. I know most of your listeners are turning off. Okay, now he's a hippie. He's dancing with his dad <laughs> in the wilderness. And Teal showed up. So, yeah, we were trying to get away from the whole Christmas thing, my dad and I. And then Teal, you showed up. I showed up, yeah. I was there before I was, you know, got into uh, psychotherapy. I was I was a body worker, so massage. And I was there for an Esalen uh, massage uh, workshop and training, so to learn this new modality. And exactly. I was so so happy. That's yeah, great. Like, so you can imagine. You, I know now. You're listening to see the full hippie scene. <laughs> I'm my dad and I are dancing around the logs. Teal is like you know doing her hippie like massage stuff, and we happen to bump into each other at the at the salad bar. 
at the sandwich bar. Exactly. We bumped into where you had to have clothes on. So just, just don't like just straight that was up. the one of the only areas you had to have clothes on. <laughs> now That's we true. like to exaggerate that, but you the 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 hot tubs wear clothing optional. And but sometimes people, when we tell the story, they like to imagine we were both naked when we met each other, but naked it's not true at the salad bar. Totally right. not true. We fully won't clothed. Fully it clothed. was cold. I'm a Hawaii girl. Okay. I was exactly. in California freezing. Yes. I had like parkas on. You, it, it actually was freezing. It was like uh, Christmas, right? We met on it the was. 23rd. We 23rd? met on the 24th. 24th. Good, good try. Okay, but but basically, I instantly, and you know, as a guy, right, it was actually kind of embarrassing. Let's dial this part down. Because like, I, it was just an instant, whoa, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When we said hello, I was really embarrassed because there's like two or two to 400 people sitting around the room and my body betrayed me instantly. Okay. Thank you. Like I'm just, it's a fact, right? And so I was really embarrassed. I ended up having to run off, like run away, like you know, drink water. Wait a second. Like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, and then of course, you know, because we're kind of stuck. Luckily, when you're stuck at a at a kind of a retreat center like that, like being a like obviously a crap person at picking up someone sorry to I, wasn't to pick up. I was able to get a second and third chance right because I was going to see her again because we were at this place so so then we ended up did, did we go dancing next well yeah we, we oh then you were like I'm gonna go dance and listen this man he sometimes describes himself as Shrek I but the reality like he's an amazing dancer and was like oh, dance, and he was like it was like a mosh pit but not in a violent a way hippie mosh pit like, like a hippie mosh pit. kind of like you know they'll like end up rubbing off you too long stare in your eyes too long mosh pit <laughs> like you're not going to get physically hurt but you might just get okay that's <laughs> that's enough I you know but you you were like you, you were a leader and having so much fun and i remember just like wow i'm i'm delighted and i was kind of like galloping after you and so at you're Esalen, a good galloper am i good yeah. Still to this day, it's yeah. It's I, I I do have failures, but that is no. One you're of good my... at galloping. No. So then, and then what did we go? We went to the hot tubs. The hot tubs. We had like. And then we were actually together. Okay. You know, with no clothes enough. on. Thank you. All, all like, you know, really respectful, and then we we gave each other massages. Yeah, we did. So Esalen, it's like Amazing. they say you're there for three days, but it's almost like having you have like three dates within exactly. like, the period of an evening, but it's kind of like people say it's yeah. like three years of dating. So our relationship really bloomed. Yeah. Instantly. Well, it yeah. instantly like just, you know, just launched like a, you know, a SpaceX rocket um, that actually landed. Cause most of the time in situations like that, you can have those like, like, you know, meetings. And then when you go back to the real world, it does like, it's just not, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. But re I was, we, when we met each other back in the real world, I was pleasantly surprised you weren't really annoying. Yeah. You know, same with like, you. Yeah. <laughs> you wasn't annoying. Yeah, yeah, I was just kidding. Yeah, well, that that oh, yeah. that it like it wasn't just like a quick romance. Yeah, exactly. that it was something that then carried over. And Figs was in Fairfax. I was in San in Francisco, Ca Northern California. Northern California. There's so many Fairfaxes, by the way. Oh know. yeah, I should dis I should distinguish. Oh, yeah. But then the the real the reality is that Figs really fell in love with my dog. And yeah, that was embarrassing. The fact that, was... that like 
My dog liked figs. He liked her, even though I had to go to therapy about it because she was my primary attachment figure. Yeah, what, what happened was, I, you know, like I was so stupid now when you think back. I was telling Zephyr <laughs> that I loved her before I was telling Tia. Like, like Tia would before. watch me like and a, the dog, like friends kissing. Whoa. Whoa. You know, like I, I love you. you know, was... Oh, okay. I thought you witnessed that. <laughs> but, but anyway, so there you go. Sorry we indulged ourselves on how'd you meet story. Yeah. yeah. And what was it about each other that you fell in love with? Well, I, I can go. Look, it, it's still the same to this day. Teal is, you are the ultimate yes person and really positive and excited and fun. And you've just always made me feel better and less of a worrier, which I really am. Um, just more, I just feel more at ease and more confident and more ability to just go do stuff because of your positivity and enthusiasm. And it's still here. Yeah. Thanks, Evie. Yeah. Yeah. I, from the moment I met Figs, I was really just like, I have never met a creature like this in my entire life. And I met a lot of different people, a lot of different situations and was just really turned on by his mind and how smart he is, was, and um, just drawn in magnetism, energy. He was power, like a powerful leader amongst just his friends at Esalen. And then I got to see that in Fairfax. Mm -hmm. Great dancer. And he made me an Irish stew Ooh. on like one of our first dates outside of Esalen. And I was like, I know. I kind of, Damn. I fooled you actually. What is it? I am. Um, it was a bait and switch on the diet. But you know what? I was you full on keto and CrossFit. Like, yeah. That, yeah. that went out the window once. Well, I thought you were going to say you fooled me that like you're a cook. And oh, and like, I'm a cook. Exactly. And it's true. And you know how I fooled you? I like every time I'd go over to your house, I'd make the bed, but like I actually oh, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that was totally. This is the first time we've actually exactly. really acknowledged this, guys. Right, so. right. <laughs> how old were you when you guys met, and how long have you been together? We've been together almost oh. ten years. Yeah, we've been together. Oh, no, ten, we've been together ten years. ten years. Um, so what was I? I was forty-one, spring chicken. Yeah, and I was twenty-nine. Um, I had like uh, just so many relationship successes before meeting Teal. Not true. <laughs> uh, you know, I was already about to throw in the towel that I just couldn't get it together. Right. Yeah. Had to walk my mom down Ocean Beach in San Francisco and tell her, look, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to like I just can't make relationship work. Um, no one likes my dancing. No one likes a guy <laughs> that looks like Shrek. I don't know what to say. Um, you're not, I'm not, I mean, and it was sad, right? I was like, look, you know, I don't think I'm going to make you a grandmother. And literally so crazy, you know, that moment of letting go is then, you know, you and I met like a, literally a month or two later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 41. And how old were you? I was 29. 29. Yeah. 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 I was like out of relationship. I was just like, I'm, I'm doing me for the first time in my life. And like just really excited on that path. And you know, when you get again, like you get dedicated, you're like, I've let go. Um, yes, also not having 
um, any successful relationships, really like some painful, yeah. painful stuff. Like we all go through in a we, way. We but... were like relationship orphans that <laughs> found each other luckily out in the cold. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like that. I love that. Yeah, I think we were in the same space, and that's mm -hmm. why. I think that's why doing couples work was such a passion of ours because mm -hmm. we lived exactly. through all the yucky stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love that, right? I mean, that's what I always think of it. You know, I, I sometimes joke that our kids aren't going to be able to be good couples therapists, right? Because, you know, they get to be held in this loving, you know, bond and the sense of belonging we have between us. Um, whereas, you know, Teal and I have like all this love wounding from childhood and true life that on one hand is, uh, you know, life's betrayals, but on the other, it's actually the very energy and essence that makes it possible for us to help other people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Help ourselves, help other people. Yeah. Yeah. Did you both get into doing this kind of work before you met or was it something that came from your relationship? That's a great question. Yeah. And I guess I should clarify this kind of work. You guys can describe what kind of work you do in, in the name of your company, your your method. Yeah, what would you would I go? Is that right? Or you yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, so so I was already um I was already, you know, a psychotherapist working in private practice. And um so I was doing this work and I'd already discovered emotionally focused couples therapy, and that's where both certified emotionally focused couples therapists. Um, and so I was really passionate about the working with couples when we met, uh, but it was, you know, it was relatively early that would, I would have been one or two years into my journey of, you know, seeing clients at that point. No, previously I was in business development and, you know, stockbroker, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you and I met. Yeah, I, I was like in my second semester of my graduate program for counseling psychology. So I had started, but I was like such a, a baby in the field. And um, yeah, I was studying community mental health and had no, no inkling or desire to move towards couples therapy. Like Figs was, he'd talk to me about relationship and I'd just be like, let me tell you about this guy, Lacan. Oh, yeah. You know, like you're I just- all, You're into all this heady- yeah, this like heady like psychoanalytic, stuff. like yeah. psychodynamic, you know, which, you know, some of it actually does carry over into the attachment science realm. Um, but yeah, over over time, I adopted EFT um, kind of on my own. And then Figs has been like just the best teacher. So, you know, a lot of our, our interns and associates that work with us or you know they like email me like teal these you know i have this question how should i send this email and i'm just thinking so lucky like i i i really got cultivated i got to ask you all the questions and go right. through cases sometimes um really generally of yeah. course but well, we're we're very lucky here's like you as i'm sure you could imagine you know we're equals in our love our relationship but then i actually knew more and you know because i spent years studying with Aslan and all the different teachers. And then, you know, was very fortunate because my former career, I could immerse myself without working into learning all these things. Um, that like, I was definitely the teacher and Teal was the student, right? And, you know, that, as you could imagine, 
not necessarily the best for our relationship, right? right? I mean, yeah. lots of growth opportunities with that dynamic, <laughs> right? As you can imagine, right? And then, but now, like, this is a, like a, everything that I would hope, I've hoped for that, like, look, the days of me being like more knowledgeable or quote unquote, you know, more experienced uh, in the room with couples, I think are gone. Like you're definitely my equal and, and much better than, like when it comes to, like we have 20 therapists on our team, Teal is much better trainer than I am. Now she's not as funny, let's face it. <laughs> Actually, I, mean, I would make it differ. Okay, you're even funnier. But you know, like I'm, a, you know, I'm 51, right? Mm -hmm. I now, you know, I've, I've reached that age where I try and tell a joke and everyone's like, oh, that poor man doesn't know his place in the world yet. His day is over. It's a dad joke. Right. You, yeah, you've transitioned to dad jokes now. Exactly. Right? They're like, oh, he still thinks it's funny, that poor fella. Oh, someone needs to sit him down and have a talk with him. Yeah, yeah. And but, yet we but, do. Yeah. And yet we but, do. but in all seriousness, you're like, Look, my, there's, you know, I'm kind of a, you know, uh, in the Hakomi therapy world, my character strategy, I'm a little burdened enduring, like, you know, I feel alone, I got to carry everything on my own. And it's, I, I just have such a like, sigh of relief that you like, you're just such an amazing leader in this field, completely in your own right without without me which I, I know some people that would be scary but that to me is like woohoo <laughs> yes it's, yeah. not, it's not all me it's yeah. good but was your experience with previous relationships was that kind of what drove you to work with couples to begin with kind of yeah I mean I think also just <clears throat> not having um for me like not having two parents growing up and obviously I had a badass, amazing mom um, who, who did a lot of the work, but just kind of feeling that attachment wound and longing and knowing my own loneliness, knowing those moments of people being like, but where's your dad? You know, that impacted me in a way where I didn't see everyone was like that. Right. I felt like, oh, you're OK. That's how your family looks. And this is how your family looks. And I felt this sense of just wanting to create different environments for for some kids, right? For some kids, it's the right thing to to grow up as as a you know with a single parent and just like props to all the single parents out there, right? But just kind of going from my own experience, I wanted to give people the experience that maybe I didn't have, which would have been parents that were able to like figure that shit out. Sorry for the. The swear there, but but really figure yeah, it out. <laughs> I didn't even notice actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like so naturally yes. part of my my speech yeah. cadence. But yeah, so um, so yeah, I was just yeah. inspired by my own hurt and suffering to give people new and different experiences, and didn't even really realize like I was like I said I was really into community mental health issues around gender and culture and ways that power and privilege play roles in people's lives. That was like where a lot of my, you know, passion was part of growing up in, here in Hawaii, which still informs my work. And <clears throat> I feel like through our relationship and I was like, things haven't worked before in relationship and something is working with figs. Yeah. And, and so I was really turned on. I was kind of like midwifed into the process through uh, our relationship. And mm. then I got, then I got hooked.
Yeah. Yeah. And and look, we're, again, we're mirror each other, even though our childhood stories are very different, but I'm also the son of a single mom, right? You know, my dad was around, but my dad had a primary relationship with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And my dad and I are very close, right? But I would say it's the cliched Irish story, alcoholic father, heartbroken mother. Mm -hmm. And I grew up just with a lot of shame and like, you know, being anxious. Like I still remember as a kid, just being scared at night, just waiting to hear my dad's key go in the door that so that I could, okay, he's home. Hmm. Thank God, right? Um, and then of course there'd be I'd be in pubs at like five, like just propped up at the bar while he was drinking and you know, and you know, the images of you know the hero single mom walking two miles with the grocery bags with her two little kids, right? So so look, there's just no two ways about it. My heart's biggest longing was to be part of a family. It was from the beginning and it still is now. And so that's like, you know, I, know I joke about it, but I, with you and I and how we <laughs> met and everything, but I'm living my biggest dream. I know some people are really sad. They want to build rockets, right? You know, like, I don't know, right? Make a billion dollars. I just wanted to be like the dad my dad couldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be the husband my dad couldn't be. It makes it sound like a very... You know, like a, it's a revenge movie. I'm gonna love in all the ways you couldn't. Right, but uh, well, it actually sounds like a country song. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey yo. Yeah. Next. We could, we could do that in an Irish accent. Goals 2023. But, but it really is just like I every every day. There's a couple of moments where I'm just like, like, did I die and go into the good parallel universe? Like ju- just yesterday, if you humor me with a little story, I, I actually, I didn't tell you this. I feel like we had one of those peak moments that I, well, you know, if I'm lucky to be conscious on my death, on my deathbed, I'll remember this moment. So yesterday, now my five, our five-year-old is, 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 he's losing his mind at the moment. He's so difficult, but we had a brief break. The four of us are in the car together trying to bring him to swimming. And Cher comes on, and Teal is like, I love this song. I can sing this song really well. And so she belts out her best share. And and then I do it. And Teal is definitely, you're like, look, mine was much better. And so she asked the kids, look, whose share is better? And so I sing, and the kids, they would like to put me down, but it was impossible. It was so good. <laughs> they just were speak, they were like, no, no, not much we can make fun of that. <laughs> You went it. What, I mean, Teal. No offense. It was atrocious. It was. I mean, it was so. Bad. It wasn't my best work. The okay. Ki- the kids who normally would like, you know, you you fall over in a banana field, break your nose. They will say that's a beautiful move, mom. <laughs> right. But they literally couldn't say it. They were just like, I that. mom mom wins they did not they were speechless hers was so bad but anyway it was just such a great moment for like the four of us being connected in a family that look it just seems like a nothing moment but these were the kind of things that i didn't have i'm just Mm. part of that now you know as the the least important member of the family mind you you know as the dad but even that i'm just delighted i'm allowed in the car you know, thank you for letting me be here. The and three, like, you know, first class family citizens. Okay, stop that. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that was fun. I am definitely better at singing. 
If you could go back to being 29 and 41 and the parts of you that weren't able to figure out relationships back then, what would you say to yourself? Beautiful. It is such a good question. I think for me, um, it was the feeling of being really chosen. Like that's the kind of attachment, you know, wound that I might have had from being a, a little teal. And so there was this moment where you and I were together and, you know, not to get graphic, but just basically like, I was like, what if I get pregnant? Like I'm in a, I'm in a two year intensive wow. graduate program. And Fig said to me, I still remember the place. It was in the parking lot. <clears throat> and you were like, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> Wait a second, you may have to cut it. We weren't doing anything in no! the parking lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are you talking That's about? That's like a way more interesting story. Okay. That was I, might, I might embellish. No. In the backseat. That was in the backseat. Back yeah, no. Um, no, but I said, I, I was just like terrified and a highly just, I am a highly anxious person. And I was like, what if I get pregnant? Like, I'm in my graduate program and Figs just put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, that would be amazing. And I was like, what? Like you want to like, you would want to build a family with me. Like, I think there is a part of just not knowing, you know, my worth and value and specialness and then to be chosen. So I yeah. think that that was the developmental moment for me where I yeah. experienced, oh my gosh, I can, right. I can do this. I don't know fun. if I answered that right. Well, that's good. I like it. It's good to hear the story again. I was a little worried you were about to tell the story about you and an ex in a parking lot. But, <laughs> so I'm just relieved. That's a much better answer than where it was going. Okay, but, okay. But, but, well, so here's, um, I, so I, like I said, I'm very lucky that in some ways I just had a couple of years of really learning what attachment theory is before Teal and I met. So here's the number one that helped me is just seeing everything from an attachment lens, right? And whether, you know, attachment, we all need to be emotionally bonded. And there's only really two questions people are ever asking. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Tiddlywinks, Super Bowl, who's going to do the dishes? Who's a better singer? Yeah, I mean, that one, you know, <laughs> but we won't go back there. But but it's basically, are you there for me? And are you enough for me? This is it. They're just the two questions, right? And so knowing that, look, I've got a really deep sensitivity, right? You know, because I've been wounded on both sides of that, to both of those. And anyone I'm talking to is going to be quite sensitive to knowing, am I there for them? Or are they enough for me? And so, you know, no better place than California to learn how to be really validating and accept other people except myself and make sure that I'm meeting my own and other people's emotional bonding needs, mm -hmm. even if I don't agree with them. Right. So someone can come up to me and tell me, look, I support this political leader. They are the best in the world end of. Right. And they're going to make the world a better place. And I may disagree with them and I'm still able to make sure I meet their emotional bonding needs. Yeah. That makes sense. You would believe that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Right. Like I don't have to like negate them and validate them, not accept them. And so just learning <laughs> up until then, like I'm I'm like, you know, critical being critical, getting into power struggles with people because like, you know, I'm not accepting and validating. I didn't understand that emotional bonding is everything like everything else on top of that is just window dressing. <laughs> So 
yeah, look, I that that changed my life, right? Like seeing the world through an attachment perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you were talking about that, that that statement of, you know, uh, am I enough? And are you there for me? Right? Yeah, has been flipped. People are thinking more about what can I get than what oh, can like I get right now, right? Yeah. And the, and the what can I give is really the that's the meat and potatoes of a relationship, right? The what can I get is the opposite. You know, there's exactly. there's a study of if you the the degree of selfishness is equal to the degree of distrust in a relationship. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. By the way, one of the things you know, and I th- actually think it's the article of ours that's been read the most. We have an article that's like, "Stop asking for your needs to be met." Like one of the things that drives me nuts right in our world today is people have all been indoctrinated into I have needs and I, I have I have a divine right to yeah. ask for those needs to be met. I'm entitled. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. like and look, it's not it's not people's fault. It's literally people were born in a world where everyone told them you have needs and you should ask for those needs to be met. Mm-hmm. And if they're not met, yeah, you should do something. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus really understand what are the feelings that are happening in me, what's happening inside the other person when I ask for my needs to be met. Right. Mm-hmm. And just seeing how, look, you're actually having a vulnerable experience and then sharing the gift of that vulnerable experience. Yeah. And then be, when you when oh, okay, going on a little rant, when you share your vulnerable experience without a request on the end, this is the crazy thing. You've maximized the probability of getting your needs met. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, and it's know, not a demand. It's, it's not yeah. an expectation then. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So and, and I think people are just trying to mitigate, you know, those those fears of abandonment and rejection. Yeah. And so if I'm going to put these are my needs, this is my list here. You have to meet this expectation. And if you don't, well, then I can be the one to reject. and I'm not going to be rejected. I'm not going to be the one that's being abandoned. Right. Right. Exactly. And so it's like, that's, I think that's what you're talking about, that things exactly, are exactly. Right. And then, of course, we end up in like, you know, trench warfare in our house. There's like, <laughs> you know, we've got like no man's land, you know, like, you know, when both people, you're not meeting my needs. I got to keep right. an eye on you. Right. Um, and it's really sad. It's really tragic, right? Because those mm-hmm. two people actually love each other. They've just, they've just gotten themselves a little scared of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the relationship becomes transactional competition comes into play and then resentment. And yeah, it's just, it's really sad when relationships turn into that. Very sad. It's especially sad just because people are missing the best parts of themselves and each other, right? The longing to feel chosen or the longing to feel important and cared about, right? Like that's actually the most probably attractive part exactly. of yeah of, that vulnerable me, longing that, yeah. yeah that longing to feel enough like did i get it right right and then we've got so many strategies because of trauma because of relationship models that are kind of bonkers right that then we experience this sort of tragic falling apart of relationships so that's what we're all so lucky enough to be yeah. able to <laughs> like and i i bet you guys do this too just as you work with other people as you help people in relationship right you're always working on your own relationship mm-hmm. so yeah yeah there's a way that we can just really fine tune you know cuz fix and i mm-hmm. run a business together we've got two wild kids we've got an amazing life and we get really triggered with each other like every day yeah. and we we heal. So we come back together. We come home to each other exactly. through 
the, this attachment perspective that's so helpful in relationship. Well, that was going to be my question is that how is doing this work affected your own relationship and your own relationship development? Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. Um, well, so here's what I the way I think of it right now, just knowing that moments of disconnection between two people that love each other is actually a feature, not a bug. Right, it's a feature of love. It's not a bug. Most people are trying to squash the bug that we have moments of disconnection and how could we be good when actually the moments of disconnection, we should be on our way to 7-Eleven, buy their most expensive bottle of champagne and celebrate. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know you don't buy your champagne at 7-Eleven. I do. I'm sorry. I don't even know if they have 7-Eleven. I don't think they have champagne at 7-Eleven. We don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, but, but basically when we have moments of disconnection, it means we still love each other enough to be scared. Wow. You, it looks like you don't care about me. We still love each other enough. Oh my God. It looks like you're disappointed in me. And that pain that we experienced that led us to like having a little snipe at each other, like tripping her ankles as she was like, you know, going down the stairs and she puts my hand in a warm bowl of water at night. So I wake okay. up where I peed okay. myself. Okay. Like that's the kind of fights we have. Right. But all of that happened. The only reason we took those actions in our fight, right, was because we still love each other so much that we both get hurt. And so once we're living inside that perspective, now we can come back together and repair and be there for each other. Right. You know, in the ways that we weren't we weren't able to temporarily. So just living inside of that framing, like well, yeah, we're, we're, I hope we have moments of disconnection with each other for the rest of our lives. And we can always come back to seeing it what it is. Oh my God, thank God we still love each other so much. Exactly. Yeah. It's that growth mindset as, as you know, in opposition to the sort of exactly. fixed destiny. If you have relationship troubles, people think, oh my gosh, you're clearly not the right partner for each other. And the reality is, no, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Welcome to the club. Now let's get to work. Let's heal some of these wounds that you experienced as little ones. Now with someone who is capable of doing the work, right? Who's interested and open to say, oh my gosh, we just had a terrible moment. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out, you know, how we were both in a negative cycle together, right? Yeah. How I behaved poorly when I was hurting inside. And me. How I you behaved, behaved poorly when you were hurting exactly. inside, right? So sort of that reparative, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, love each other, right? The parts that got hurt underneath the bad behavior, like the ones that were actually hurt, then we show up and love those parts in each other. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we have to do that all the time, right? Yeah, we it's just like couples are doing like, uh, they go out in the back alley and duke it out, but we're like yeah. master MMA fighters in the ring. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, by the way, again, that's, but you know what I was saying? Like, I'm better at the singing. Heal. Here's what she's known. Coming we have back. we have Friday night WrestleFest, right? This is Saturday morning. So we had WrestleFest last night. It actually happened last night. I thought you killed Ian, our five-year-old. But she's like he the best wrestler. You. He worked. Okay, you. he worked me. He, he convinced me he was she was killing him. But we she has what we call the nails of doom. Like I could have her in a headlock and I could be winning, and all she does is just and that's it. I'm like, hey, like I don't know. Are you allowed to use your nails in MMA? Because you could actually compete no. competitively. No, heck no. But if you grow up with really? brothers, like you know what you're using. Yeah, you're, you know you're, you're a really good wrestler. Methods. And you yeah. don't stop. Like I would I would never choose to wrestle. I would never initiate wrestling with you because 
Like I would want to do it for like 30 seconds and you would just like, I'll keep going like until I win. I have a lot of endurance. That's you the do. awesome thing about women right there. Yeah. So one of the, things. yeah, you are definitely, there's no competing with you at wrestling. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Just, that was important to make explicit. Right. Right. Date night, wrestle night. Same thing, you know. Well, I we got we did get some kids book about Friday night WrestleFest, and it's like our kids now are obsessed to it. We every time it's Friday, they're like Friday night WrestleFest. So we have to do it for you know the four of us on the bed, our dog kind of running underwear cover. on the head, whatever yeah, we, it yeah, might be. It has to be like you know, like wrestling costumes. Yeah. Underpants yeah. on, on the head seems to be a favorite wrestling costume of for yours. Some so we have a little bit of time left, but I, I just really want to quickly ask you guys in the work that you do, are you seeing a difference in the different generations of relationships and how long people have been together and um, how long does it take for you guys to help a couple turn things around? Can I answer the first part yeah. and you answer the second part? Sure. <clears throat> All right. Wrestling. <laughs> um, um, so I would, well, one of the things that I'd like, I, I, I want to say about this is about working kind of like, let's say with the newer generation, right? I'm, I'm getting a lot of, you know, 20, 20 somethings in my office. And I just have to say for the world, for the record, I am so heartened by this generation, right? I've got these people coming in that are like, like, they're just, you know, four months, six months into relationship, not talking about anyone specifically, but just kind of as, as some, a, a trend that I'm noticing. And they're like, we want to have better communication. Mm. We want to make this work. We want to figure out how to have better intimacy and sex. We want to figure out how to like, you know, plan for the future. We want to figure out how to support each other and one another's rules at work. We want to figure out this, these issues around our, our, mother-in-law or father-in-law or sister or brother or like what kind of dog we should get and they're getting the support doodle doodle straight just up to be just, clear. just doodle no rescue no i'm just saying that answer that one we could help just doodle <laughs> okay we stop stop yourself Sorry. so so anyway i'm i'm just heartened i'm heartened by this amazing <clears throat> generation who are so like attuned to just yeah. You know, they're reaching the, out early. They're reaching out early. Not waiting until like, yeah, they're like, yeah. it's us or a divorce lawyer, right? It's yeah, brilliant. it's beautiful and it's heartening. Yeah, it's great. And do you know the other thing? It was okay to add to this part. There, It isn't as like there, there's just more variety. Like, you know, in a heterosexual couple, it's not guaranteed that it's the man that is the hey i just need more space like what can i right. have time to do my right. like fantasy football league and it's not definitely the woman that's the one that like you know hey where are you what about us right exactly. like it, there's just like it i love that you know yeah like you know the younger generation have more access to their feelings a little yeah. bit more emotional experience like knowing right. their internal world I think that's such a good yeah. point. Like just some of the gender norms, right? Not like we only work with heterosexual couples, but just some of the gender norms that yeah. we might see in, in different generations, right? Are really reversed. Exactly. And there's just a dynamic, 
um, yeah. you know, and, sort of interweave. And we should say we primarily work, you know, just because these, this is the audience that knows us, with like San Francisco, Silicon Valley executives and founders mm -hmm. of companies and lawyers and creatives like that just now we work with anyone like I, I have two couples right now in their 80s which i'm just it's just like the greatest honor to get to work with people that you know I, i'm learning so much right like i just can't even imagine what their life is like and i get to be on that journey with them is such a mm. gift but but yeah i i just constantly am blown away and like just blown away that um People always surprise me with their ability to access their feelings and share vulnerably when they've given a time, uh, some space, regardless of their what, which generation, Absolutely. you know, boomers, yeah. X's, millennials. That's a I don't good even point. know just, who the next one just... is. Y's? Are they Y's? Gen Y's, Z? Generation COVID. And there's another one after Y, right? The Yeah, there's whatever. The, the Z, yeah. Z is the youngest generation right now, and they seem to be... Uh, more preemptive in yeah. seeking help, right? So and, and I think you're talking about like the gender norms are, are it's more fluid. Right, exactly. Right. Yes. There is. And in the 90s, it was mental illness and now it's emotional wellness. Right, so, which is brilliant. Yeah, I love, yeah. yeah that's great. Huge shift there, right? Yeah, that's what we're, we're kind of our, the empathy, you know, our company mission is, to try and take, you know, you're, you're not sick if you're looking for relationship help. Like we're a licensed, you know, marriage and family therapist, but it shouldn't, it's not something like that you're, you have to go see a doctor. It's like ridiculous in a way, right? That mm -hmm. like, yes, we all need guidance, right? Cause it's hard, but just like when you go work out, it's not, you're not sick. You're just like looking after yourself. We so, should, yeah. We so that's like that stuff in kindergarten. In exactly. Yeah. And um, but we're just the fact that the frame is changing, right? To like, this is just self care. It's not illness, or there's mm -hmm. something wrong with you if you're struggling in your relationship. It's really exciting to be a part. You know, you are, mm -hmm. we are, a part of that shift. Yeah. It's awesome. Second, the second part of your part? question. Yeah. Oh. Well, the second question is like, how long do you guys work with people on average? Yeah. Oh, how long does it take to make a difference? Well, let me ask you. So here's what I have found is literally from the very first session, it makes everything better. And here's why, right? And, you know, basically this is the only thing I've done for the last, you know, whatever it is, 10 to 12 years. And so I always say, look, I have to be good at something, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like I was pretty crap at most things, right? And so I was too, right? What's that? Singing. That's true. Thank you. Um, which, by the way, I am going to get to do some ocean uh, paddling, like outrigger canoeing with the cast of Hamilton oh. in two days. Um, just by chance, got invited to do that. So, cool. so I'm very excited because I'm a big musical fan. I might actually end the show with a song. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, no, but so, but so basically, look from the very first session. Once a couple comes in and they be now like struggling on their own, and they get to be held by a frame, a system, mm -hmm. and a guide that knows how to do that system, where now they're not alone, and there's actually a process we can trust. The problem hasn't changed, but just the fact that they're now held that instantly helps and then look it, and it's not me or teal right like emotionally focused couples therapy like you know like it's just 
thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of couples from EFT therapists that have videotaped their work, research, like, you know, it's the most researched way of helping people. It just, like, I've, I've walked out of my, our office in San Francisco and after I saw a couple and I heard the couple saying, he's a witch, he's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> right. But look, I know it's not. I used to take it personally and go like, I'm amazing. Now I just look, it's this system, it's this model. It just reflects accurately who people are. And when people did not know who they were, they're really, they're like, how, how do you know my life? Mm -hmm. right? they, yeah. they're like, right. um, so, so from the very beginning, um, you know, it helps. And then our goal, part of my attachment style is, look, I don't, I, part of why I like doing couples therapy I don't want to see you in five years from now, right? Mm -hmm. I moved away to get rid of all my clients that won't, they keep knocking on that, like, go away, we're done, please stop. So I don't, I don't want the clients to become dependent on me. Part of what I love about couples work, we want to get the couple to, to go, yeah. leave us alone. You, you, you've got it sorted. You do not need us any longer. Fly so out of the nest. <laughs> Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to help you co-regulate each other and then bye. Now, is it, that's the hardest part of my work because they're like, no, we're coming. We're keeping this lot. We'll be here next week. And I say, no, you won't. And they're like, Figs is bullshit. We are keeping this slot. And I'm like, you're done. I'm giving this slot to some other couple. And they're like, fine, whatever. Right? Now, they're, they're happy in the relationship, but they're disappointed with me. But yeah, because so, you abandon them. Twelve <laughs> sessions, get them to done in twelve sessions. Now, as you know, every couple is unique. It it may not work out that way, but it's good that we're all on the same mm -hmm. aligned goal. And let's just be clear, right? Couples that some couples come, you know, four times. Some couples come 20, 30 times, and it just has no, to do some with some couple comes every week for the rest of their life because it's valuable. It's valuable, and it has to do right with trauma and mm -hmm. how you know how alliance goes between all of us, how they do right being held in this space. And as we know, right, trauma takes a while to just be able to be held and safe enough to do some of this work. So if you're in couples therapy and it's taking you more than 12 times. That's okay. That's exactly. okay. That would be, that would Don't be judge yourself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's a, there's a big range there. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So last question, what is it that your partner does that, you know, they love you? Well, go on. Well, I answer. I'm very happy to answer. I would say, here's what I'm in touch with right now is you, the the greatest new thing that's entered my life in the last three years, I mentioned is ocean, ocean water paddling. And, um, and you signed me up, Teal. You, I literally, she signed me up for a competitive, like, um, paddling team. I, I thought you signed me up for like a recreational sightseeing thing. <laughs> And so I was a little surprised. I walked down, they took a look at me, right? And they were like, you know, in a year from now, you're going to be really valuable to this club. And I'm like, oh, I don't even understand what that means. But then the next thing you know, like I'm training 15 hours a week on the ocean and I'm supposed to be doing push-ups and pull-ups and running. Like, and and you had just the fact that you, look, you signed me up, you got me up off the, you know, Hawaiian siestas every day. You know when it was too hot and and that you like you encourage and support me 
looking after myself and that just that it's that important to you that i actually do something other than eat pizza <laughs> the kids snacks the kids hide their snacks from me and by the way that's no joke you like have they a have a lockbox because when they go to bed like i can't be trusted <laughs> with the potato chips so just I re in all seriousness just the way in which you care about my health my well-being so that i'll be here you know um really amazing thank you you're welcome yeah. hell yeah i want you here you need to be here for me yeah. yeah um i love that thanks for sharing it and um i know i'm trying to like i, I i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say it like it is like just bottom line the way that you take care of me and the family like all the stuff all the unthanked things like the paying this bill the taxes this the like the constant you know, thinking about growing and expanding and, and your vision, that translates on a really deep fundamental level for me that you love me and that you really want to take good care of me. Oh, thanks, sweetie. Yeah. 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 I do. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, you know, you make me this smoothie. It's like, it's just, it's so part of, right. of who you are in the fabric of our life. So I, I feel so well cared for. Hmm. Thank you, yeah. sweetie. Yeah. yeah. Well, Figs and Teal, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. How can our audience find out more about what you guys do? Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, the easiest is just our website is empathy.com and it's empathy with an I on the end, not a Y on the end. Like the guy that owns empathy with a Y on the end.com wouldn't sell it to me. So we have to kind of like Jimmy rig empathy, like, you know, .com. So and then, you know, also I'd say the, the best then like on social media is just YouTube, to be honest, because, you know, we kind of like like yourselves longer form content. So um, just it's uh, empathy now on YouTube. And then we actually have our own podcast hmm. oh. um, where we should have like talked to you a little bit about this, where we actually shared our own couples counseling sessions. So we would do a couple's our own personal, not as therapist. We were the clients. As clients, yes. And oh. we would like record the session, got the permission from the therapist, you know, never show the therapist. But then we talk about like what it is that we experienced in the therapy session, what was valuable. And so, yeah, we, we, we did, we have about 15 episodes where we actually share our own personal therapy sessions. Um, See, over 12 over 12 and and now we've kind of gone into more like you know like just like making fun of each other like this <laughs> which is valuable for us if not for anyone else but um it was the name of your podcast come here to me the podcast name is come here to me which is an old irish expression and we oh. use it because it's kind of like the way we symbolize that repair moment where like mm -hmm. we realize that we've been in trench warfare and we're both hurting now because i lost a leg you know you you like you know, have shrapnel in your head. And then we go like, were you hurting? Yeah. You? Yeah. Come here. No, you come here. Come here to me. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, it. Here to me podcast.com. Okay. Yeah, I will shut up. Thank you both for being on our podcast. This has been really wonderful. Thank you. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. 
Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. Sharing stories is a way that human beings have been bonding, healing, and growing since the beginning of time. We hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your life and the life of our listeners. For all you listening, please let us know how you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the home study course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, which is coming up uh, this April, April 20th to 23rd, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who can benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.